So I had this really awesome experience the other day and I, I don't get to do this often, but I ended up going to a comedy show kind of out of the blue, right? And, uh, and I'm excited because, you know, as a personal development coach, I'm always excited to be doing anything that involves human connection, going out, living life, just that, you know, I, I enjoy watching TV and I'm a, I'm a guy that loves video games too. I've grown up with them. I love getting, you know, strategic and working as a team with people and uh and etc but i gotta tell you at this phase in my life i'm finding a really strong joy to human experiences to going out and spending time in the, in the world and and going like to for example going to a comedy show or you know some of you like hiking in the mountains and this stuff isn't just freeing for yourself it's it's your mind your body your soul it's everything you know and you get a lot of clarity through these things you get a lot of you know, life experiences and you get a little, you know, you learn a lot about yourself. And I think that that signifies the really the topic I'm going to talk about today, because you got to get to know yourself to become a better you. You understand? Like a lot of people don't think about themselves. A lot of people don't spend quiet time with themselves. And a lot of people don't, you know, manage, you know, have stress management with their mind where things come up and you're stressed and you're worried to be able to manage that to see, you know, the false thoughts, to see the real thoughts, or to just feed your mind, as we say. And feed your mind is a, a little more of a common line, line nowadays, but if you really think about the meaning of it, feed your mind, right? Feed it nutrients, feed it what you want. So when you feed your body, if you want to feel good, you want to feel energized, you eat, you know, organic food, dude. Maybe you're gluten-free or vegan or, you know, whatever your process is for your specific body that gives you specific energy. So feeding your mind is kind of the same thing, but it's with thoughts, right? Feed your mind, the thoughts that are going to energize you, the thoughts that, that are going to make you feel good. Because the truth is, I've said this in so many episodes of my podcast now, and I'm going to continue to say it until you get this fact really in your mind, is that you have 75,000 thoughts in a day and 6% of them are, are real are conscious thoughts. The rest are subconscious. And because of the trauma or stuff you went through through high school and your, and, and your entire life and elementary school and just everything, a lot of your subconscious thoughts are expired. And you need to be replacing them with new thoughts to feel new ways. And this leads me directly into the topic I'm going to talk about. Today, we're going to talk about how to be bold in your life, how to be an unstoppable force in your life. Let's get it. Welcome to another episode of The Life of Becoming You. This is Jonathan Gelardi, where we fire past your personal and professional development limited beliefs, and we forge an A-game you and advance you are ready to take on the world you, a you that doesn't go into war with a backpack with rocks in it and a pistol and then goes into a war to fight 20 men, right? You get your machine gun, you get your grenades, you get your flashlight, you get, the, you get all your tactical, you have recon on call, you are prepared, you're a map of mastery. You map out yourself, you map out your life, you map out all areas, your relationship, your finance, your adventure, yourself, your job, your career, your family, all these things, you got it all mapped out and you're working on balancing your life holistically. That's what we do here on this podcast. That's what we do and that's what we're excited to do. So. I hope you got your clothes on, your pants up tight, everything nice and sharp. Let's get it. Feel good. Jump up and down. Get your energy flowing. Take out your notebook. Take out your pen. Let's get this. I'm going to give you three ways to be bold in your life. What am I really talking about? Being bold. Why do you want to be bold? What is, what is it that makes you want to be bold? Well, for one thing, 
You can hit another level in mastery in your life if you stop hesitation. Hesitation, even in the things you're the most confident in, if you have a couple negative thoughts, you might hesitate completely out of that skill. You might hesitate and do an awful job. If you're really good at tennis, but you're having a day where your mental clarity isn't on point and you're very hesitant of, your, of yourself, of your swing, of the way your body feels, and you're just hesitant and you're just not feeding your mind the correct way, you're going to end up doing a less, you know, a more poor job than you normally would. So how do we stay consistent? And even more so than consistent, how can you be just crushingly bold in your actions, in your task, in what you say to people? Like to really be you and to own you is something so powerful and so enlightening that you can make it a driving force in your life, right? First thing I want you to think about, what in the past gave you the upper edge towards success? Now, this could be anything. If you're really good at high school, what made you really good at high school? If you got to a new job and you always crush it, what made you really good, right? What made you successful in the past that you're not doing today? Right. So, for example, for me, I have a very outgoing personality, but I'm also very respectful. It is really important to me to get to know your name, get to know about you, to really listen to you when you're talking. I love connecting with people on that deep level. So for me, this is something that, for one, is a huge trait in being a coach, an online trainer and a motivational speaker. But also it's helped me with all like those side jobs. Like, for example, I used to work at Staples uh, way back, I don't know, 15 plus years ago now. Um, just one job, you know, I used to work at ShopRite. It's like my first ever job when I was like 15 or, four, you know, whatever that was. Um, but I always loved talking and connecting with people. And that always gave me success. Even if I just totally sucked at the job, the managers felt so bad because they liked me so much that they're like, dude, I got to talk to you to get you better because I can't fire you. <laughs> so what is it in your life? What is it that made you successful in the past? What is it that really is like something unique and specific about you. And if you don't know, maybe spend some, maybe spend like 15 minutes with yourself today and sit down, take a couple deep breaths and ask yourself, you know, what is it that makes me unique? What is it that made me successful in old situations, old tasks, actions, jobs, sports? You know, what is it about me that I think is a little more unique than the everyday motions? And have I been seeing that in my current life. And if you haven't, I want you to bring that in, right? So for example, if life has made me grumpy and I find that I don't really enjoy talking to people as much, which is absolutely not true in case you're wondering, <laughs> you know, if that was true, I would say, well, what then I would know. I'd be like, well, what happened? What made me, you know, what made me not want to speak to people as much? What made me a little more introvert than an extrovert? And can I reflourish that skill into the world and give it a new edge and find a new meaning for it? You know, if because I'm a very social person at my jobs and my jobs are in, usually not in front of a TV screen or a computer monitor, what is it that 
really brought that down? Was it talking to an overload amount of people that it became more of a job than something that I enjoyed? And once you can pinpoint and notice that, you can flourish it back up, put it into your current life and start taking advantage of the gift that you were born with and the family that you came from again, right? So if you do find that trait and you do not have it into your current life, you know, why? What do you think if you can take a couple guesses, what could have happened that diminished that? And then how can you put at this point in your life, since you have a new point of view and a new view on the world, how can you put that into your life now so that it can, it, it can again be a leading force of positive destruction in your life, right? So that's something that's going to be really powerful. And it's also really deep because you do have to kind of sit with yourself and go into your subconscious. And I think that's going to be very helpful. So bring that into your life. You know, take these things and, and, and combine yourself into just a, a mastery package, right? Second thing is own your life, right? Own your life. This is something that I can personally tell you. I've struggled with people's opinions of me. I don't know. I, I don't know pinpointing, you know, exactly what it is. I always talk about that. I grew up in a family of four. And I think that had something to do with it, not because of the way my family was. I, I love my family and I'm grateful for every second that I, that I spend with them. But I think that being the youngest of four, seeing a lot of people move up in life and getting this kind of like, I don't know enough energy because everyone always knew more than me because they're older than me. They, they have advanced in life a lot more. So for me, I always felt like I didn't know enough, Right. And because of that, um, I can tell you, you know, one of my first girlfriends, uh, I, I've, for, you know, throughout most of my life, I've had an awful job spelling. You know, I, I think I kind of even still do. <laughs> I'm like checking all my work, all my posts. I'm like, no spelling error. <laughs> but um, you come to peace with things, of course. Um, but, but, you know, when I was really young, I really could not spell. Like, it was really bad. I don't know, things, my mind just didn't match up the words. It was just the way it was. So for some reason, I think that because of, you know, being the youngest of four and seeing these, I somehow accepted into my identity that I was more stupid than most people around me. Like I have never felt like the smartest person in the room. Now, again, I'm talking about my past. I don't feel like the smartest person in the room now ever, but that's on a different view. That's because we all have different knowledge and we all have different environments and we all know a lot in one area and maybe not a lot in another area. So I don't really believe in this smart and stupid. I believe it's have you gained the knowledge or have you not gained the knowledge? And if you haven't gained the knowledge, probably because it doesn't serve your mission in life. You know, I'm not going to learn about engineering and spend all my time, but would you call me stupid for sitting in, in a room with an engineer who's like grade A designing the tallest buildings in the world? Absolutely not. It would just be a lack of knowledge in that area of achievement, you know? So, but, but regardless of that, because of feeling that, that stupidity with me and feeling like I'm not smart enough and then having one of the, you know, my first love, um, most of our problems in the beginning of the relationship was because... I would get made fun of for not knowing things. I'd get made fun of for not spelling things correctly. And because I was so invested emotionally into that relationship, because it's your first love, it really went deep into my conscious, right? So being 
bold and owning you, owning your life is letting go of people's opinions. Because of all the stuff that happened to me in the past, I became attached to people's opinions. So owning my life and being bold, right, was something that was very difficult because I would maybe be arguing with a colleague, not arguing, yeah, arguing, whatever, arguing with a colleague, arguing with the boss. And because I don't want to upset them and I don't want them to have a bad view on me, I reserve my thoughts, I reserve the quality of what I'm trying to say, and I quiet my voice. This was something I had to break through, and it took a lot of work. Now, that doesn't mean I'll consistently never think about other people's opinion and what they think of me, but on a basis, I'm ready to, you know, I've been ready and I own my words. I'm here with you right now. You may not agree with me, but I strongly think that this will help you, so I will never quiet my words towards this towards what I'm saying to you, towards what I'm trying to portray to you and bring you up to a higher level. You follow me? So if you want to own your life, you have to realize that people's opinions about you have nothing to do about you. It all has to do with their perspective and their mindset. Easier said than done, right? That's intellectual, but you have to Give yourself the courage to own it. And it's not going to happen right away if this is something you struggle with. But you have to understand that people's opinions of you, that is none of your business. And every time that you think of that, say, I don't care, it's none of my business. If you're not intentionally hurting somebody, then that opinion, if it's negative towards you, that's their problem. And letting go of that may possibly be the most freeing thing you could ever do with your entire life. I can tell you firsthand from stepping into that freedom, And I can tell you firsthand from being out of that freedom and the wildly difference in emotions and in your own energy and your own sanity is surreal. So if you're a speaker, own your voice. If you're a lawyer and you're in doubt, get up in front of that judge and own your point of view, own your strategy. If you're a teacher, own your students, even when they throw spitballs or paper or they joke around class, Own that you can do it. Find that confidence. Find that courage. Own your life. And then last one, number three. Boom, number three. We are on it. Hope you're enjoying this so far. Is you got to let go of mistakes. You hear this a lot, but you must, you must, must, must be willing to make mistakes Because of the gift they give you towards your personal and success growth. If you allow mistakes to lower your confidence and your ability, well, you're not only doing a false stop of your own growth, but you're also delaying the time that it's going to take for you to grow into the person you need to be to reach the high levels in your life that you want. Even if you're pretty successful in your life right now, right? Maybe you are a teacher, you're a successful teacher, you got class, you got your whole life figured out, everything's going smoothly. Let's raise that up, right? How can you be a better teacher? You know, everybody hits this pinnacles and then they sort of fall into this kind of nonchalant vibe where you're very routine about your life. 
and you don't have that pep in your step, that vibe, we need to challenge ourselves. Challenge is influence, not just on other people, but on ourselves. As you challenge yourself or challenge other people, you're creating influence, right? And our body, through evolution, we're meant for challenges. We're meant for things that that test us, and we will break through. We will persevere because that's what we do as a human race. So freeing yourself from mistakes. What's the worst thing that happened on some of the mistakes that you've made in your life? You get yelled at? You have a talk to? Right? Maybe lose some money? You know, mistakes happen. And if it's a really big mistake, you have to find your peace with it. But what I'm talking about is the accumulation of mistakes that happen throughout the day and throughout the week that build and build and build. Because what I see from people is that you may do a thousand good things, but then you have a bad mistake. And guess what you're thinking about all day for the next two, three days is that mistake. So why is it that as, as human beings, we don't think about the good? We don't reminisce on the good for so long because I literally don't know many people that do that. So why is it? Well, for one, we're hardwired for negativity. And that is absolutely true. And that's not saying it in a bad way. We're hardwired to see fight or flight. We're hardwired to see things differently, to see things in the opposite. You follow me? But unfortunately nowadays is the scale is way tipped high for negativity than it is for positivity. So know that you're not going to die from mistakes. All those little mistakes you make in your day, you're late for work, you get yelled at, you drop something and break something, someone's upset. You got to find peace with yourself. You got to forgive and forget and let that go. So as a recap, right, to being bold, right, is to find out those unique skills and move forward to own your life, own your message, own your message and continue on. And the last thing is free yourself from making mistakes because those don't continue your growth, but they stop your growth, but they also stop your growth for a lot of negative reasons and for false interceptions. So if you absolutely love this episode, give me a rating, give me a a five-star on Apple podcast. Let me know what you liked about this episode and what you'd like in future episodes. Also take a snapshot on social media and tag me at Jonathan Gilardi. I absolutely appreciate that. Thank you for being part of this community and I'll see you on the next episode of The Life of Becoming You. Thank you. Take care.